Hey everyone! We're proud to announce once again that our favorite product, Notion, sponsors this week's Techish. You hear us talk about the future of work all the time on this podcast, and we don't go a minute into that conversation without mentioning Notion. And let's give you the Techish breakdown. Notion is the one app you and your team can use for notes, docs, wikis, projects, and generally staying on the same page in these weird, weird times. We even use it ourselves here at Techish so much, in fact, that people thought we were sponsored by them. Back in the day, the real secret source is that you can use Notion for pretty much all of your core work functions and customize it to fit exactly the way your team works. So you'll get all the more done the way you want. We even use it to write and share our own show notes, organize live events and run our partnership and sales. Honestly, we use it for about 20 different things at least. Imagine replacing 20 different tools that you use every day and probably pay for every month. So say goodbye to Google Docs and all those random tools folks are using and build the workflows you want in Notion together. You have to see how zen this app is. It proves that work can be beautiful. Just click the link in the show notes to sign up today. You'll see what work's going to look like in the future. Only you'll have it now. Learn more at Notion.so. Yo, everyone, welcome back to brand new Techish. Me and Abadesi are back. Sorry for the delay. We're a little bit late. Don't mean to be rude, um, but enjoy this week's episode. Yeah, so basically, there's a situation going down in Alabama where the Amazon warehouse workers are trying to vote about whether to join a union. You know, uh, those things called unions that we used to have back in the day? Those old things. Those old things. And actually, I think Amazon their warehouse workers make $15 an hour, which is, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's pretty much like what the minimum wage fight is is about now. So like Bernie Sanders and the whole kind of left-wing people in the Democratic Party are pushing for $15, but those Amazon workers have it already. The fight is more right. to do with the conditions. So mm. uh, I have never worked in an Amazon warehouse. So I know some people that have, but essentially it's very repetitive and it's very draining. Um, you're very mm. much on the clock. There's software that watches like how much time you spend doing a task. If you go under a certain time limit, you're flagged up. And there has been, it's a bit of an urban legend. I don't know how true it is, but individuals have reported to having to piss in bottles basically to stay uh, productive and not go to the bathroom and waste time essentially. So yeah. And I mean, I think Amazon now has, has like started a Twitter account where they're actually kind of firing back and like against like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. So I think it's, it's really getting to them or I think it's really getting to Jeff Bezos because I don't think Amazon has been quite quiet. They would never normally be outspoken on Twitter as if mm-hmm. an Amazon corporate account, um, yeah. not like an individual maybe related to the company or an investor. Yeah. So I think the orders come from Jeff, like, yo, I'm getting tired of this shit, man. Like, let's fight like I've hired a million people or whatever number they've hired. I think a part of me finds it really difficult to str- uh, to empathize with the shareholder perspective. I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to pay more. Profit equals revenue minus costs. Your costs go up. Your profit goes down. Like, whatever. I kind of get the cold, hard maths of it. But what I don't like is it just feels... I don't know. It feels like an attitude that is really losing favor, yep. uh, especially now as we have the rise of the ethical consumer and we just think of a more conscious version of capitalism and people are more focused on impact. The people that know what it's really like to do that job are the people doing that job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's not the people high up in the leadership team. And I think it's kind of it's kind of sad that there are people contributing so much to such a valuable organization who don't feel like they're being seen and and heard and i think that has to change yeah um it's interesting you mentioned the ethical consumer because i would like to think i am but how much have i spent on amazon in the last like 12 months (laughs) let's keep it real like and i think jeff is a genius in a sense that the ethical consumer trend probably works against his company but he makes it so convenient that 
basically there's like a there's like a limit where like if there's an ethical product or service and you tell me you know it takes like a week to get there and then there's like a non-ethical version and it takes like three days to get there i can rock with the ethical one but amazon is like <laughs> yeah. it'll be here before you blink you've clicked the button it's outside your house right now <laughs> like and i think about how you know how accountable i am to this type of stuff i read this and i'm like yeah this is this is horrendous like but i'm mm. still on there and probably most of you listening are and if you're not i commend you because the ecosystem that he's created is so strong and we all know listen the real change has to come on a macro level i don't i'm not too convinced that individual change is the answer but it's something and when i say individual change i mean like people like me and you you know changing our habits in aggregate will that affect amazon perhaps but yeah let's see i think their fear is that once this one area unionizes then all the other warehouses unionize and yeah does that really impact the business model? I don't know. Like the company's worth a trillion dollars. Jeff Bezos is worth a billion dollars. <laughs> like, is this just pure greed or... I, I mean, they're making the movies. They got money to spare. They got money to spare. They got, spare. Bomb they bomb got bomb. Amazon Studios. Yeah, they got like, why are you going into the movie industry when you can't even pay off your actual warehouse people, right? Like, yeah. get your house in order. Like, that's your core friggin' business and sort it out. I don't know. Like, it just, it feels icky. I mean, this is not the first time we've been concerned about what's happening in those fulfillment centers. And I do think it is too much to ask an individual to, like, constantly, like, play out that moral dilemma I'm not just saying this to excuse my own decisions and behavior, but it th- it's not easy for you to like do the math of, okay, how do I optimize for price as well as, to your point, speed of delivery, but also making sure that they're not, you know, contributing to climate change, making an impact on the environment, oppressing humans. It's hard. It's too hard to do all those things. I mean, Amazon is literally going through a lawsuit right now because a black woman executive at the company, still working at the company, faced harassment, still faces harassment talked about the gender pay gap. I mean, like, do I boycott Amazon for all of these reasons? I still got my Prime subscription. I want to watch want to watch stuff. It's confusing. It's confusing and it's hard. I guess for me, it's, if Amazon actually supported the unionization of workers, that would make me even more supportive of them. Like, I would kind of see that as like a stance to try and be a more ethical company. I mean, it's probably not really aligned with their shareholders' values yeah. or interests, but that would be cool. I don't know. Let's see what Let's happens. Let's see what happens. I, I had, uh, I mean, we live in a generation where we don't know anybody in the union, really. They're kind of a relic of a bygone era. I'll keep it real. Like, I know people in unions. I don't know. Okay. Outside of, outside <laughs> of entertainment. So you might have people like working. I know some people that work in like film and they have a union there. But when I think union, I'm thinking people that are basically, in a factory this is their only voice basically against a large employer and if you know they're going on strike that type of union i mean they're just Mm. it's still valid the hollywood union stuff like that and it does have a purpose but from my perspective the only interaction i ever had with joining a union was i remember working in retail and they were like trying to force us to sign some new contract that we that was like really bad and the terms were terrible (laughs) and we were like yo man we should join a union and it turns out there was a retail union but they told us if you join it's you know we're gonna make life difficult for you and it was a real threat wow i was like you know what this is a weekend job i got enough stress let me just sign whatever they get whatever they're saying right mm-hmm. and it's, it's in those moments it's not for people like me and you now probably who are you know doing well mid like mid-level senior in their career in tech information knowledge workers it's for people that have no power and when i was in that position i i yearned for that to have a, a voice and that was the platform i'm not saying that unions are perfect unions have a history of actually being quite racist actually they didn't want to have black people in them like for quite some time in america mm. um and nothing is a perfect system but the system's gone out of balance you know the yeah. average worker needs a voice and I, I support i hope it wins but what i think will happen is that if it does win amazon will just pull out of alabama and, and as a message no, that's, <laughs> oh, that's really what because if you pay, if you yeah. pay it out in terms of if, that, if that's you and you think that way you're gonna be like okay so we're pulling out so that the other warehouses don't get any ideas 
let's talk about this little Nas X thing. Have you been following this little Nas X thing? That he like copied FKA Twigs video. So that's the recent twist of it, basically. But essentially, oh, wow. he did a video. <laughs> okay. He's in even more trouble yeah, than that. Yeah, he's in even more trouble than that. So he did a video where he basically was going to hell and was like twerking on the devil, kissing the devil. Then at the end, he kills the devil. Then he released a shoe in tandem with some kind of uh, company that does uh, like pranks. I don't know. They took okay. a Nike shoe. They injected it with like red in the sole, kind of like you know, foam soles. They injected it with like yeah. liquid red with a drop of human blood. <laughs> drop of human blood. They put some satanic quote on it and they sold like 666 of them. So the real backlash he's getting from like right wing Christian conservatives and not even just like right wing. I've seen a lot of black people that who are you know nominally christian or actually that's part yeah. of their life and they've got a problem with it so people that are more socially conservative religious folks are like right this is mad like you've come out yeah and you've done old town road which is a kid song which actually wasn't a kid song the lyrics were quite adult it took about lean and uh, lean and all kinds of stuff on there right <laughs> but you're not really listening to it because it's a banger right you're just like yeah man yeah yeah i don't know what he's saying but anyway so now People saying he's, also, he's done a switcheroo now and he's doing some demonic satanic thing. It's hard for me to care because People I'm not really religious. Chill out. Yeah, I'm not really religious. I don't really care. But like, I want to. I'm religious. Yeah, that's what, that's I don't care. Ask you, so you, you're religious. You don't care, basically. Go on. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly, like, I just don't care uh, about that. It just, it's, it, people get too obsessed with, like, satanic rituals. Everyone wants a conspiracy. <laughs> Everyone wants, a, do you know what I mean? Like, people literally want to see, like, a big old red bull-like man with horns and his, like, fork. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people want that so badly. But really, like, the most pure forms of evil that, I've seen in my life and in the history of civilization have been like what, far better masked <laughs> than that. You know what I mean? Like ordinary looking people just doing really, really horrible things. Guys in suits. Basically. So yeah, sorry. Guys in suits, basically, just like G- guys in suits. Guys in <laughs> guys, guys in in doctors' clothing. Yeah. Guys, basically, guys in positions of power yeah. abusing the ish out of that. So I. I just feel like we are, I'm kind of bored of the outrage culture. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of bored of it. I'm kind of bored of just like everyone being outraged all the time. And then this becoming an article and then this becoming a thing. And it's like, oh, have you seen the news? And it's like, it's not even news. It's just like, oh, have you seen what people are outraged about now? Have you seen, And we need to like (laughs) turn the course humanity. Like we seriously need to like stop looking for things to annoy us and be outraged about and start putting more of that energy into the things that we can be grateful for. Like this is so silly. Also, this happens. You're just giving this guy more attention. That's the other thing that I don't like. Do people still not understand how the media works? (laughs) It's like, I'm so annoyed about this. Let me post it on my Instagram and my Facebook (laughs) and my Twitter. Like. I'm kind of like, those shoes don't look so bad, actually. I'm kind of sad I didn't get a pair. Like, I mean... I want to know whose blood is in them, though. I want to know whose blood is in them. Was that Lil Nas X? I think it's a drop of blood. I want to make sure they... Did they COVID test that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think it was um, <laughs> a drop of blood from the people who work at the prank company. Nike's actually suing oh. them now because Nike said, "Like, yo, man, people are thinking that this is a Nike official release." Basically, but, damn, so Nike that to... company is going to regret this. Imagine being sued by Nike. I know, Imagine I know. being sued by Nike. You're done. Uh, oh my man. god! But you know what? Do you remember back in the day? Like, this is not a new. This is not new. I remember when everybody. I knew was convinced that Jay-Z was a devil worshipper and was like satanic. Yeah. And like there was this DVD going around of this pastor saying, like, if you reverse the track on one of Jay-Z's tracks, <laughs> he's basically saying six, six, Jesus. Yeah, it was just like some six, six, six uh, and people were convinced. They were like, yo, Jay's demonic, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, I don't think these 
devil worshippers, these high up Illuminati devil worshippers are black rappers. I think the, I think it goes deeper <laughs> than this, guys. I don't think I think the people in charge are not the black rappers. Uh, something tells me like, Jay Z will be like hundred million is not the king of the world, like controlling things. But um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that era. That was like early two thousands kind of stuff because yes. there was like a lot of I don't know who was pushing these out there. I don't know if this is like early era Q Anon super Christian, super traditional conservative small C. I don't know, but I do oh remember. Oops, sorry, I do remember those uh, things happening. And I also remember like when I was maybe 12 or 13, whatever Marilyn Manson was popping, yes. like first blown up. I remember that like I, I genuinely thought I was going to be a bad Christian if I listened to Marilyn Manson <laughs> because I had like seen no, all these just, things on like, just, I don't know, <laughs> old school internet forums. And I was like, he's a devil worshiper. And I also thought that all of those bands like Corn and stuff were like... <laughs> Well, like basically white people devil music sorry white people who, who like those bands and uh, other people they, they, who like those bands i legit was like I, I, christians don't listen to this <laughs> yeah you know what that that there is that world of the instinct to censor is quite strong i remember even in my school harry potter i went to a catholic school harry potter was a big no-no they were like you can't read harry potter like that's how bad it got wow yeah because they were like this is all witchcraft this is all satanic so yeah it's been going on for a long time and little nas x i think he, he knew what he was doing it's publicity old town road yeah. old town road was such a smash hit you're talking like billions of streams how do you mm-hmm. recreate that that's lightning in a bottle so you've got to really just go yeah. you've got to do a matting and be like how do i like enrage people or how do i just get clicks mm. so yeah if you are Satan yeah shit. if you are offended by this and you are you know think by it doesn't realize that you're kind of playing into the strategy of what you kind of wanted in the first place all right so let's talk about a report released this week here in good old great britain the uk mm-hmm. and it was uh, a government inquiry into basically whether or not this country is uh, institutionally racist or has institutions which are racist. Now, if you're wondering... Yeah, oh. so wait, I just want to clarify that. It, it started <laughs> with the George Floyd murder. So in the after that, the UK government, because of the whole BLM protest, said, okay, cool, we're going to do a, a, an in-depth report. And it's a conservative government. And then, yeah, sorry, carry on. I just wanted to clarify that. Yes. So uh, everyone was, of course, very excited to see the outcome of this report. It's a conversation that's been dominating the headlines, yeah, since last year. But so many different things have happened that have made people think this. For example, the fact that Sarah Everard's case was very well publicized, but uh, a young black woman that went missing and later was found dead, you know, under similar circumstances, barely made the headlines. So here we go. Results come out. Categorically not, apparently. <laughs> apparently, apparently, everybody, just in case you were wondering, just in case you needed that reassurance that everything's fine. We're not racist yeah. over here in the UK, which, you know, certainly puts my heart at, at rest. What do you think, Michael? You feel you're going to sleep well tonight knowing that <laughs> all that all that's solved, that doesn't exist. It was all in our heads. So you know what? On a side note, I set myself some homework and I gave myself an A. So <laughs> that is a parallel to this thing. I gave myself an A plus. I gave myself a-, a plus plus plus. <laughs> you know what? I invented a new grade. It's called A1000. That's what I gave yeah, myself. But that's that's yeah, literally what yeah. it is. Like The UK government was like, are we racist? No, we're not. Yeah, report clarifies. We're, we're good. And At what point do you become so disillusioned with authority that you just go full-blown anarchy mode i I don't think it's in my heart to go anarchy mode but i definitely think i've already gone past disillusionment like long ago like i wasn't expecting are you ready for revolt no i'm not about that (laughs) 
I'm about peace, man. You know what I'm Turkish saying? Revolution. I'm about, I'm about peace, but yeah. So, and also, I'm too, I'm too much of a coward to hurt anybody. You know, I'm, I'm not on this revolting. But yeah, so in all seriousness, I think I wasn't expecting anything else from the report. I wouldn't imagine that the UK government would prosecute themselves. You know, or, or, or well, especially not the same government that deported the Windrush immigrants it previously invited yeah. to come rebuild the economy yeah. here. You know, just one, one of the numerous things. I, that I think, I think, yeah. There's, what the UK got, what people in the UK do, and what the UK government does, is that listen, we are not the most racist society. Therefore, we, that equals we are not racist, which isn't true. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, if you ask me, would I rather be a black person or someone from the Middle East uh, in the UK or France, for example? I'd much rather be here. France, I've been to France and yeah. Paris, and the way they treat the black people yeah, and, and, uh, and people of Arab descent over there is horrendous. Like, it's actually bad. So we've done mm. the the UK has done a good job in kind of building a kind of multicultural society. Like, I'm not going to front. I have a great I have a great life in London, but does that mean that there aren't institutions in here that are racist as fuck of course and there's been multiple studies Ooh. that have come out I, I don't believe that you can do one report and say that <laughs> yeah. every single institution from education to the police to employment to business to uh venture capital is that we can we can say every single institution is not racist that don't make no sense and i'm going to keep this real i haven't read the, the report in its entirety so you can ignore what i'm going to say if, if that's if that irks you enough but for me <laughs> that makes no sense i'm going to read the report and get back to everyone on this but to me it doesn't make sense because, for example, there was a previous study that looked at teachers' assessment of their students. And when teachers assess their students, they assess the black students to be less smarter than they actually are when you just base it on blind marking exams. What that leads Absolutely. to is that those students get put in lesser exams. So in the UK, mm-hmm. you can get put in exams where the highest grade you can get is a C. And these are like your most important exams. We call them your GCSEs. And if that basically leads to pretty much what, what university you go to, it sets your destination in life. Now, yeah. if that type of stuff is not included in the report, then you can throw the whole report out as far as I'm concerned. Because I've seen so many people that have been put on a path where like, yo, yeah, you know what? You're not really academically gifted. You're probably better at sports from their predominantly white middle-class teachers telling them that. And it's not true. And they, and, yeah. they, and their whole lives have been set on, set on a trajectory where, you know what? Yeah, academia is not for you. Why don't you go do something manual, you know, manual labor-wise? And that's not a bad thing. Don't get twisted. But let's not act like the world is not controlled by people who went to university it is it just is do you know what i'm saying absolutely what's really yeah no I, I feel you and you know this is sort of why last year with students not being able to sit exams there was such a furore or furore never know how to pronounce that word around teachers being allowed to assign the grades because of that bias not being addressed i think what's really interesting is like diversity linkedin has been a very interesting place the last few days <laughs> as has diversity twitter and people that were actually involved in putting together the findings have come out saying oh i thought i should give you that example i thought i gave you that example and they're like oh okay we get it this is a pr thing this is potentially here's my conspiracy theory let me drop it into the mix Queen Elizabeth not happy <laughs> with all the stories going around. Meghan and Harry going on Oprah, saying this, saying that, throwing her husband under a bus for his traditional views. Yeah. And she's like, okay, my country is having an identity crisis, a PR crisis. We need to nip this in the bud. Queen E, Bojo, they come together. They're like, we'll do a report. <laughs> and then we'll make sure that the report says we're not racist. And that will shut everyone up. And they're like, yay, good idea. So now they've done it and they put out the report and they think all the stories of racism are going to go away because they are misguided about the power that they hold. And like, we're just laughing. We're just laughing at the absurdity of it. Yeah. Let's not forget, this is also the government that came out against any form of teaching that referred to white supremacy. They literally came out and said, mm-hmm. if you're teaching this type of stuff, it's a problem in school and we, we're not going to allow it. Mm. So don't, ex- why would I expect that very same government to come out 
and come out with a kind of legitimate truthful assessment of race relations in the yeah. UK. Yeah. What I like about this though is how young people are responding to it. So I saw something on social media. There's a school in the UK where all the students are currently on strike. It's a secondary school. And this is because they have a headmaster who has been discouraging black girls from wearing their Afro hair natural. Wow. Um, 2021. And so thousands of students are refusing to show up to class because they're saying that's not acceptable. That's not cool. And it was amazing yeah. seeing like all ages, all races, all classes united in this fight for justice. And I was yeah, do you know what? You can keep publishing your reports. You can keep saying whatever you want, but <laughs> it's not going to change the reality on the ground. But the thing is, though, this affects policy. And UK racism is basically saying there is no racism. If you want to compare US mm-hmm. racism with the UK racism, the UK racism is not racist. I don't see color. That's the UK racism. And when the government that's been in charge for almost 15 years says essentially there is no racism, then no problem gets fixed if the problem is not acknowledged. So it, it is a depressing note to, to, you know, thing. And the only thing that I saw that was positive was that the opposition um, government said this yeah. is bullshit, basically. Um, so, But these people are not the people to fix the problem anyway. And that's like a well-known thing. Like the creators of the issue, the people that, you know, ultimately racism is a tool of control that they are wielding yeah. and have done for a while. So they're not going to reveal that and then dismantle their own tool, right? So it's not surprising. And yeah, hopefully it gives fuel to the opposition who in themselves are also flawed. But hey, it's a journey. <laughs> It's a journey. <laughs> there are no bad guys or good guys now. Hey everyone, we are proud to announce that collaboration company Notion is the sponsor of this week's Techish. Imagine the most zen tool possible for taking notes, managing docs and projects and storing all of your team's info. I promise you it's real. Notion brings together all those functions in one place where your team can customize how you work together so you get more done and actually enjoy it at the same time. It's possible everyone. <laughs> the future's here. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of teams have already seen the difference this tool makes to productivity, transparency, and engagement. People love it. But you know what else? If I wasn't silly enough to be a founder, I'd love to work on a product at the intersection of beautiful design and utility, and that's Notion to a T. And lucky for you, they're hiring a ton across engineering, product, design, marketing, customer experience, and more. You can help build the future of work for millions of people around the world. Go to www.notion.so forward slash careers and get applying. Link is in the show notes. Yeah, you know what? So this story is like Theranos part two, like, and I can't believe it. And I think last time... Oh, not again. again. So last time, if you don't recollect, Theranos was... How many chances do white founders get? (laughs) So Theranos, if you don't recall, was a startup that was meant to test your blood. I'm sorry, it's my watch. was meant to test your blood with a finger prick. And from that would give you all kinds of analysis. If you wanted that equivalent analysis today, you would need like a large blood sample, basically. So it was meant to be this revolutionary product. Turns out product didn't work it was a fake the female founder elizabeth holmes she's having a movie made out about her soon actually she <laughs> bad blood yeah of course, yeah she basically not only did she know the product wasn't working she just you know it was a fraud essentially she was pretending raised a bunch of money the company was of a billion dollars and then now it's all kind of unraveled now a company that is frighteningly similar it's actually scary the parallels it's also a medical testing startup yeah uh-oh, here Instead we go. of testing your blood, it tests your fecal matter, say it politely. And it was meant to give you all kinds of stuff about your gut biome. Like if you're into this like health and wellness and if you're like a health data nerd, like this is the new rage, like the gut biome and probiotics and the gut is like a really is like your second brain and all this stuff, right? So this is like really on trend. Turns out I think the product did work to assert much more than Theranos did, but what they were doing is they were making doctors unnecessarily book this test. So in America, obviously oh, healthcare God. is not like we have here free basically at a point of service they were making people 
have that test through their doctor and charging them reoccurringly, like in excess than yeah, basically in excess to what they would did. So you do one test, you're getting charged every month, basically. Companies now have been shut down for fraud. Wow. And uh yeah, also another white female founder with a male co-founder who's also her love interest, which is exactly the same as what happened in mm-hmm. Theranos as well. I don't know. Something about how many chances <laughs> do they get? But the difference between this how one how many the difference between this yeah. one and Theranos was that the thing that the tech industry said about Theranos was that this wasn't a Silicon Valley thing. There were no Silicon Valley investors in Theranos. It was the old world, Rupert Murdoch, old money. There was military people on the board. This time around, this is a YC company. Uh, this is a uh, YC-backed company now. So I think we've got to look closer to home. Is this... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. So someone raised millions and millions and millions yeah. and got thousands of people to go through their own poop. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. But if the world is a simulation, then like this is fueling that. This is fueling that. This is like next level trolling. This, yeah, this is, is mad. like hilarious. Yeah, this is mad. Um, listen, man, I, I have no sympathy for any people that do this. Throw them under the jail. Um, you should never be allowed to start a company ever again. How to the yeah, no. like you're done, and yeah. So I read a quote. So basically, you buy this is from the SEC. You buy him purported success in generating revenue was a sham. It depended on duping doctors into ordering unnecessary tests and other improper practices. Lord have mercy, man. Yeah, listen, guys, it's done. What is it about health startups though? That's what I'm confused. Is it because like because because. <laughs> the VCs don't know. I'm telling yes, you. You're right, you're I right. swear to God. I swear to God. You put deep tech in front of anything deep. Any like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like I've I've been at tables where I'm just like, oh, really interesting. Like, oh, have you seen this new like biomedical thing we're gonna invest in? I'm like, oh, tell me more. And like I studied economics, so my my own knowledge is already yeah. very basic. I've got a sister doing a PhD in like chemical biology, whatever. She starts talking 30 seconds in, I zone out. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitochondria, RNA, I don't know. And I swear, they, it's just easier to hoodwink. Well, first of all, one, like when med tech does do well, it does very well, yeah. right? So people always want people, there's like this fallacy, like people want to find that med tech company and, and, you know, go bullish on it. But then by virtue of you pioneering in a space that's like highly technical where people don't know, I just think it's easier to hoodwink. It's just easier. Yeah, I think you're right. VCs, if they do have a technical background, it's in software. And the problem with software engineers, and I speak as one, as one, is that you start thinking that you're smart in all domains and you're fucking not, bruv. You don't know everything. You're not a genius, <laughs> right? You just happen to know Python or C++. Don't, don't make our audience angry. No, I, well, listen, I'm happy to give everybody a dose of reality that I give myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is that I'm not that smart. I might know how to write JavaScript, but doesn't mean that I understand the intricacies of the gut or, you know, other forms of science. Mm. It's not even... I'm DHH, the founder of Ruby on Rails Basecamp co-founder, he said, don't even call me a software engineer, call me a software writer because I'm not an engineer. I can't comp- create a computer from scratch or, you know what I'm saying? As in like, we use these words that have a meaning where it's like, it just gives you a false sense of your own abilities. And I think VCs are falling totally. into that. And one thing about this, I'm not surprised this doesn't happen more often because so much in tech, money's just thrown around. Like the due diligence is not that great. I'm going to keep it. I mean, I'm sure there is, but like, if you said to me as a kid, someone's going to get a million dollars, I would think, okay, you're going to take six months to do a thorough background check and you're gonna you're gonna like really look into what what they're doing but no in in tech as far as i'm aware it's literally just like oh this is the who's who's in the round what 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 other partners oh yc's in okay we'll give you money yeah 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 yeah. send send the wire like send the wire and they're like yeah we're closing the round real soon we need you to send the check and i've heard vcs on podcast say 
or angel investors say they just you know they've given people money on a last minute thing just because the round was closing or whatever whatever and how much oh, do you yeah, think totally. can you really do into the person Dude, i literally did that this week i signed an angel check because some of my friends are investing so and so fund that i scuffed for is investing and i was just like yeah cool yeah i mean i believe in it but yeah you know it's like one of those things where you're absolutely right the process is flawed it's completely flawed and there's a lot of what's the word i'm looking for like fomo there's a lot of fomo so you, Hell yeah. Deals. If I said to you, here's an opportunity that may go a billion x or hundred x or thousand x, and you might make a billion dollars, mm. but you don't know which one is which. It could be any of the thousand opportunities that you see. <laughs> you don't want to be the person who's like, yeah, I was doing six months due diligence on Facebook or Airbnb, um, but they closed the rubber right quick, and I missed, and I missed a hundred billion dollars. You'd rather be like, f it, let me just spray and pray, and like one of them is gonna work. Right? Um, yeah, interesting story. Anyway. Spray and pray. <laughs> Title of my EP track one. <laughs> So I just wanted to touch on a think piece that was published in Sifted EU, the go-to place for startup news. Uh, and this was written by my friend, Daisy. Um, she actually leads all things community at Backed VC. And the article is called Business Communities Will Never Be Real mm. Communities. So I was like, okay, this piqued my interest. What Daisy's basically saying is like, Yes, okay, the commoditization of everything in capitalism is not new. So it's only a matter of time before something like community, which I guess in its most sincere form takes us back to almost like the early days of humanity and civilization. Mm -hmm. This idea of us being like, you know, in a little village or in a commune or in, a, you know, in more modern times, maybe a kibbutz, you know, we're, we're united by our common interests and we support each other. We feel like we belong. We have our interests in mind. Can businesses ever be that for a person? No, like a community, you know, when it comes to business, is of course about supporting your interests, but it's all through the lens of what that business stands for. And that also means that it's always going to have its limitation and its boundaries. And, you know, it kind of stings, not going to lie, it stings to read this because it's something that I myself think about a lot. I have a community business, Hustle Crew. I'm also working at a software company as their first ever VP of community. But it's true that this word is kind of losing its meaning. That's the first thing that concerns me. And then the second thing is, and this is the point of daisies that I thought was the most poignant. How many of us are now paying to access communities, a Slack channel, a group where we can go to events? I'm literally members of like dozens of communities, but still feel lonely mm. when community was supposed to be about connection. You know what I mean? So I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Like people paying, the, paying more for community access, but not necessarily feeling any less disconnected yeah i think i think capitalism knows no bounds and i think and i say this is also a community kind of founder i don't know what the terminology is but someone who runs a community it's not a true community do you know what i'm saying it's a representation of it's the best representation i can create based on still having a sustainable business where i can employ people it's not what humans actually fully need for their well-being i'm not going to sit here and tell somebody oh yeah if you join hustle crew and pocket and this community and that community that's enough for your holistic health in terms of mental health and having friendship it's not like we can't pretend otherwise is it are there benefits to being a part of these communities yes would i recommend to go out there and network yes like i'm not going to say that it's mm. a, it's a, these are great things right but don't get just to just know what they are you know what I mean? And the last point you made about loneliness, I mean, it's no different than people having a thousand Facebook friends or 10,000 Instagram followers and they ain't got a soul they can call. Like, and that trend is going mm. as we, 
have used social media, our loneliness has only gone up. Yeah. And you know what? I was saying this to my, my friend recently. I was like, you know what? Back in the, so recently the UK government has basically said you can now hang out in groups of six, essentially, right? Yes. And I don't know what it was, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, yo, you know what? If this was like 12 years ago, maybe this is a factor of just getting older. I think on that day, I probably would have had about four text messages from four different groups of six saying, <laughs> yo, like, there's a party jam. Let's go. Like, and maybe when you're young, everyone just has free time, but now everyone's got kids and everyone's kind of gone off and done their mm. thing. And I was like, I, I still went out and did something with some friends, but it was like, I was like, you notice as you get older, your your circle just gets smaller, but it's not necessarily a good thing and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And maybe people are filling that void of community. It's a separate topic and it's a separate tangent, but I think I'm just making the point that it's very easy mm. to lose real world connection and it's very easy to try to plug totally. that in with online stuff. And online stuff is to, um, you know, it's like porn and sex. It's a, it's a, it's a false representation. You know what I'm saying? It's a tool. Mm. This is a really bad analogy. I don't know where I'm going with this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. No, but as, as, you know, I'm with you though. I'm with you. Yeah, it's a false representation of something. And it's not to say that you should never use it, but it's basically saying that there's no what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just it's not a substitute, not a substitute. for the real it's thing. It's not a substitute for the real thing. Yeah, sorry, that was a very random yeah. diatribe there. But that, right. I also feel like it's just like an evolution of community, and I think it's an evolution of the way we see our identity as fluid and a crossing over in so many ways. People go to different communities for different things, and unfortunately, because of this productivity obsessed version of capitalism, we're often only really accessing communities for things that we feel will make us more productive. And unfortunately, we don't really in this version of capitalism and reality, assign status or value to authentic, meaningful human connection. That hasn't been, you know, put on that hierarchy of things that we have aspired to and attained to. So even as people are going into a community, it's still with a transactional mm -hmm. perspective in mind. You see what I'm saying? Like even, even hustle crew, you know, I'm trying to make it as holistic as possible. And of course, like, you know, we go deep, they're my friends and I support them, but I'm not hiding the fact that I am supporting their career development. Yeah. And if it wasn't for their ambition to further their career, launch a side hustle or whatever, they would not be coming to Hustle Crew. So I guess the point is ultimately while there's a transaction involved, it's always going to lose some of that humanity. Yeah. Yo, everyone, thank you for listening. That's been this week's Techish. Hit us up at, at Techish Pod on at Instagram Pod. and Twitter. We broke a thousand followers on Instagram. Thank you for following. Come join us for more stuff. Um, follow us, follow us. Follow us, please. And not in a stalkerish way, just follow us in a nice way. And <laughs> um, yeah, and subscribe to our Patreon, Extra Ish. We've got some extra content exclusives and we're going to do some more stuff on there. So if you want more Techish in your earpiece, you know where to go. You can sub for as little as $5. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, y'all know we love a review. We love a review. Love a good old review. Reviews make our hearts warm and <laughs> happy. So please give us a review. Uh, yeah. Cool. Peace. <laughs>